If I knew it was going to be that kind of show, I would have took some notes. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about a boogie woman. I'm going to play one. I'm Steve Vincent. I'm Paul Schultz. And this is the Don't Panic Radio Show. Sit back, relax, and ignore the news. Nothing you're about to hear is true. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. This is episode 197, and if you're wondering what notes we might be talking about, (laughs) you know, uh, Netflix, I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. All I know is I got all those on my Apple TV, and if any of them have free movies, then I put the free movies on. (laughs) But there's a lot of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies on one of those that I pay for. And so... Ant-Man versus the Wasp. (laughs) Ant-Man and the Wasp was on Netflix for Mm -hmm. free. And so we decided to watch it. And my kids now make fun of me because every time I bring that movie up, I say Ant-Man versus the Wasp. (laughs) They're like, it's not versus the Wasp. It's and the Wasp. At what point in that movie did you see Ant-Man fighting the Wasp? I'm like, well, I didn't really see that. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was in that movie. And they're like, right. It's not in that movie, which is why they don't call it Ant-Man versus the Wasp. They fought in the first one. Oh, well, maybe, see, in my defense, they did fight in the first one, which I didn't see. Was was the first one just called Ant-Man? Uh, this, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the guy who saw Empire Strikes Back first. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. It was in Return of the Jedi second. <laughs> and then I, I saw Star Wars later, later on. Had I known... <laughs> you hadn't seen ant-man i would have would not have suggested yeah man go watch it go watch ant-man and wasp i know it's gonna be that kind of podcast i was a little surprised that you know um usually with movies the first five minutes you can just miss because mm-hmm. that's when people are getting popcorn you're like going to the bathroom you haven't even gotten mm-hmm. the whole family to settle the hell down yet it's like, come on, get in here. The movies, we're starting the movie. Well, don't start it yet. Well, we I told you we were starting it 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I'm making popcorn. Well, you're forgiven. What about you? What's your excuse? <laughs> go to the bathroom. You had all night to go to the bathroom. My son will go to the bathroom and I'll start the movie <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, so, but usually the first five minutes doesn't matter. With Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, it, they didn't even have like opening credits. Nope. It just started with... Think about when that night we left you and we told you we were going on a business trip. And that was sort of a lie, but not really, because our business was saving the planet. And that sort of was a business trip. Our business was saving the planet and it was a (laughs) trip. And so it started like that. And I was like, wow, they're just jumping right in. There's not going to be any like funky Marvel you know, logo and all that kind of stuff. So I had to start paying attention from the very (laughs) beginning. Turns out I was the only one (laughs) in my family 
paying attention from the very beginning because I had to pause the damn thing like eight times in the first 25 minutes to explain what was going on. And, you know, if I'm explaining what's going on in a Marvel movie, (laughs) you know, (laughs) nobody's paying attention, right? So anyway, so you're saying the first in the first one they fought. She was his like physical combat trainer. Yeah. But they didn't fight. They they didn't they didn't fight in anger or mad. We don't be mad like the woman's mad at the guy because she's attracted to him, but he's a bad boy and he she's trying been trying not to date bad boys anymore. So she's not really mad at him, she's mad at herself. Well, I don't mean mad like that. I mean mad like anger like that's the enemy and you're trying to kill They were frenemies. Right. Yeah. So we're on the same page. Let's start the show over again. Because somehow I threw you off by informing you that I had not seen the first one, which somehow threw you off your game. <laughs> we were going to watch The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert the other night as a family. Then I looked it up. It's rated R. I think the I looked up why it was rated R. I was kind of okay, but my wife, my it has to be unanimous. Like one of us can't think it's okay for the kids. And the other one, not. Wait, who's in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? I don't know who's in it. But it's a bunch of drag queens in Australia. Oh, that sounds hilarious. Okay. It's a coming of age, uh, <laughs> you know, slice of life. <laughs> yeah, look it up. It's a good movie. Maybe I did see that. That sounds really familiar. So we didn't watch that. And so we were looking for some other thing to watch. And I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp on there and uh, decided to watch that. And let me tell you, if you're thinking about watching that movie with your family, make sure everybody's settled in, has their popcorn. Nobody has to go to the bathroom because it starts from the very beginning. Like there's no, there's no opening credits or anything like that. They just start. Michael Douglas starts telling his daughter how he remembers the night that a lot of movies start like this, by the way, but not from the very beginning. Like you, they give you a chance to get situated, like get your feet put up. The, the, there's always like a a crime going on with like the TikTok quick music, you know, and then eventually they get to the hero part. But no, not this one. This one just started up. Anyway, so these two superheroes, Michael Douglas and uh, was it Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, oh yeah. So they went flying off to try to save the world, only they were too late. They were too late to use their normal superpowers. And so Michelle Pfeiffer had to get so little that she could go between the molecules of the metal that was encasing the missile that was going to kill thousands of people, right? Mm-hmm. And she got so little that she could, like they couldn't cut through the metal. So she had to get tiny enough to go in between the molecules and to go in there and defuse the bomb. But once you get that tiny, like the, we didn't have the technology yet back in those days to get big again. So once you went that tiny, that's it. You're stuck in what they call the quantum realm, which is a realm that is quantum. You need, you need to be explaining this like Michael Pena. So anyway, she got that little. And, the, and by the way, the quantum realm, super tiny, right? Which I appreciate. Like when people talk about taking a quantum leap, like you mean like a super tiny leap? No, like a huge, giant, huge, gigantic leap, like a quantum leap. And I'm like, no, quantum size is like really small. No, I mean like big, like a big leap. So you mean like a giant leap, not a quantum leap. Like a quantum leap would be like small because quantum size is... And then by that point, people were telling me to shut up. Anyway, she went in the quantum realm, which is super tiny. 
and she wasn't able to get big again, which means Michael Douglas had to come back and get old for 30 years. And his daughter, um, her mom was just gone. She, she, she had to grow up without a mom. So Ant-Man and the Wasp is about, um, you know, coming back, you know, like your mom being gone. Okay, so there's what I liked and there's what I didn't like. I mean, spoilers may happen. No, there's right? no such thing. That movie's like two hour, two years old. There's no, there's no spoilers. If you haven't seen it by now, run off. It's on Netflix. Just go watch it and then come back and listen to this episode. So apparently Ant-Man went off to help Captain America yeah. off in Europe somewhere. In Captain America Civil War. Yeah, I should probably go watch that. Yes, you should. And, oh, I saw that. Spider-Man showed up to that one, didn't yes. he? I saw that one. I remember Ant-Man jumping around being all little. And then he gets all big. And then the world got really upset because of all the collateral damage. You know, one man's collateral damage is another man's family that gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just innocently working in a building. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that that one chick, you know, destroys a bomb at the top of your building. And uh, your building blows up. Most people die. That's collateral damage to you. But if it's your family in the building, you might want the United Nations or S.H.I.E.L.D. or whoever governs these things to do something about it, right? So Ant-Man got caught up in all that and arrested and put on house arrest. By the way, (laughs) it made me feel like the worst father ever. Oh. (laughs) Because he's playing with his daughter. He's doing all this stuff. (laughs) <laughs> with his daughter in the house and he's built this like roller coaster that goes down the stairs and everything and they're having fun and my daughters are like well that looks like fun and i'm like well you're always on your phone playing games how am i supposed to have fun with you it's your fault <laughs> it's like i don't want you sitting with your therapist talking about how i didn't come up with anything fun to do <laughs> when you're the one sitting on your phone all the time this movie brought a Brought up a lot of issues. It, it, as well it should. <laughs> it's, know, yeah, there's so much to in it. In case you can't tell. <laughs> so Ant-Man's playing with his daughter. And, uh, you know, that's that's how we meet the FBI. Because the FBI is keeping an eye on him. He's on house arrest. He, but it turns out that Ant-Man has gone into the quantum realm. And has returned from the quantum realm. Right? So... How does Ant-Man relate to Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas? Well, you want Michelle Pfeiffer to come back from the quantum realm, right? Well, if Ant-Man has gone to the quantum realm and has come back, not only is it possible to come back from the quantum realm, but maybe Ant-Man talked to Michelle Pfeiffer and can deliver a message from Michelle Pfeiffer. Who's Michelle Pfeiffer, by the way? Is she like the Wasp senior? Yeah, no, she's the original Wasp. Oh, so it's a... It's a situation like in Watchmen. Yes. What what were those girls' names? The Silk Spectre 1 and 2. Yeah. So it's like a Silk Spectre situation. Mm-hmm. So the daughter, Michael Douglas's daughter, is the Wasp. But Michael Douglas's wife, the Wasp mom, is also the Wasp. Right. What's Michael Douglas? Is he a Wasp, he, Mr. Wasp? No, he's Ant-Man 1. Scott Lang is Ant-Man 2. Oh, so Michael Douglas and, and Paul Rudd are both Ant-Men. Yes, is this how it went down in the comic books, too, or is this just the movie? Everything but the Wasp 1 and 2, because that that was something they did to, to, to put the new version of the Wasp from the comics into the movie. And, and they did it really well. 
you know, I'm not I'm not complaining that they screwed with the timeline at all. So Michael Douglas is a super smart scientist guy, apparently an Ant-Man, one of the mm-hmm. Ant-Men. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's trying to figure out how to get his, his wife, the original, the original wasp, the, the original white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer, back from the quantum realm. And uh, anyway, it's brilliantly done. So now I've set up the, the central conflict. There's a gangster type situation where they're trying, where they have like the black market technology that Michael Douglas needs to get his wife back. Uh, the original wasp uh, back. And um, there's, then there's this mysterious ghost like creature called the ghost mm-hmm. who is also trying to get the technology. Cause she feels like it's going to help her. And there's this dude the guy, he's like got a red pill and a blue pill, and he's like offering the red pill or the blue pill. And the kids, like we had just watched The Matrix like a week before. Lawrence Fishburne shows up, and they're like, they're like, take the red pill. Like, I, I was, I was like, that's hilarious. I was like, yes, take the red pill. It's like, no, suddenly I'm like, uh, uh, what's his name going, you know, we all think the same thing. Why in the hell didn't I take the red pill? <laughs> it's like, in some ways, I can relate to that. And that's the point at which my daughter's like, yeah, I mean, she's like, if I was the, uh, I forget what we were calling her. We weren't calling her the original wasp, the the mom. I think we were calling her the mom, uh, Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer. She's like, I don't know. I'm not so sure I would have gone to the quantum realm knowing I couldn't come back. I was like, yeah, but she was going to save thousands of lives by doing that. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Still. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> I'm not sure. She's like, maybe I'm not, uh, you know, maybe I'm not like hero material. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like, when we were watching The Matrix, I was like, I, I probably would have taken the red pill. <laughs> for, the, for those of you that don't know, Lawrence Fishburne is in the Ant-Man in the wasp mm-hmm. movie. Um, and so that brought up the whole conversation <laughs> about, you know, Oh, that's how it came up. Cause we're like, they're like, wait, who's that guy? He looks familiar. I'm like, it's Morpheus. They're like, Oh yeah. Wow. Morpheus <laughs> looks old. We're like, yeah. Yeah. Cause the matrix was like, like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. It was like 1999. Mm-hmm. So Morpheus is uh, a professor Apparently, uh, the original Ant-Man's friend, mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to help the ghost who somehow, like Dr. Manhattan, like got unconstituted and reconstituted, but then reconstituted in a way that gave her superpowers, but like gave her a fatal flaw. So she was trying to fix herself and uh, Morpheus was trying to help. Mm-hmm. But in order to help her, he like was working counter to what Ant-Man wanted. And so it kind of like eventually everybody figured out like if we all just work together, we can all help each other except for the gangster dude who operates in black March. What I loved is there's like three different, you know, usually in these movies, you've got the bad guy and the good guy and the bad guy fights the good guy. And in this movie, you had the bad guy, another bad guy, the good guy, another good guy. Yes. And then the, one of the bad guys was kind of like, well, she's not so bad. She, she's kind of okay, except she's in a bad situation. Maybe we could help her. And so the movie ends. 
of, of course, you know, good guys. I mean, I never thought I would have to say like, um, spoiler alert, the good guys win until infinity war end game. Like all these movies come out where the, where the good guy doesn't end up winning spoiler alert. And, um, but anyway, you know, the good guys kind of win and then they're like, but we can still help the go. Of course, the gangster guy, the super bad guy doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Like he gets some, I forget what happened to him, but anyway, he didn't win. I think the building fell on him like the Wicked Witch of the West or something, something like that. Or maybe like a giant, um, giant Ant-Man stepped on him or something. I forget. I remember what happened. He ended up getting a dose of the truth serum. Remember? Oh, I love the truth serum. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Like the guy from Narcos. Have you seen Narcos Mexico? No. So the Mexican dude that was like, worked at the security firm that Michael Douglas, or not Michael Douglas, but Ant-Man Jr. started. Michael Pena. He was in Narcos Mexico. Oh, was he? We loved Narcos. We watched Narcos, the one about Escobar, and then there's the, another... Like, they finished that whole thing. You know, Escobar gets killed. Spoiler alert. Oh, well, I'm not going to watch it now. Yeah, right. So they started a Narcos Mexico about the Mexican cartels. And uh, Michael Pena uh, is in that. So when he shows up, I'm like, that's the dude from Narcos. And Cassie's like, no, he's not. So she looks him up. She's like, oh, yeah, that is that guy from Narcos. He's great. So the guy from Narcos is hilarious. When those guys with the truth serum show up, mm. he's like, it's not a truth serum. And he's like. Okay, well, what is it? He's like, it releases your inhibitions. and it, There are neural pathways that cause you to answer any question without deceiving us. He's like, it's truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> so we're laughing. And the guy from the FBI, it was hilarious. The FBI dude. Mm-hmm. Um, super funny guy, right? Like, you, you can relate to him. And he really, he's kind of rooting for Ant-Man, but not really. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, in the end, they try to help the ghost. And in order to help the ghost, uh, well, yeah, spoiler alert, Michelle Pfeiffer makes it out of the quantum realm. <laughs> Ant-Man's, Ant-Man helps with that. Both of them, both Ant-Men. <laughs> and Wasp Jr. helps. Wasp Sr. gets out and they all go, well, we got to help the ghost. And in order to do that, we got to go get some quantum energy, whatever the hell that yeah. is. But it, it of course... Uses one of those canisters like you use at a, a bank drive-up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you, you're the bank drive-up. You put your thing in there. It goes, <laughs> it goes up in the tube. <laughs> and like, And usually there's a stick of gum when it comes back. Or at least a pen. Like, oh, you got to sign <laughs> it comes the slip. Back. You know, sign the slip. Yeah. It comes back. Yeah. Okay, you sign the slip. You put it back in. Push the button. <laughs> goes back out. Anyway, so Paul Rudd takes this down. I mean, Ant-Man Jr. takes... That thing down. He's like, okay, I got the stuff. Bring me back out. And they're like, okay, bringing you back out in five, four. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way this is going to work. Three, two. Go to bed. Uh, guys. Guys. Okay. Hmm. This isn't funny. All right. And I was like, hmm. oh, they're <laughs> dead. <laughs> they're dead. I don't know if Truth Serum guy got on or what's going on. And then smash cut, and there's nothing but these floating gray embers where all the people used to be. Uh, Wasp Jr., Wasp, 
uh, and there's a third one. Who's the third third person? Oh, uh, Man <laughs> Senior, just floating like gray embers. Right? I was like, "What happened? Oh, I know what happened." <laughs> <laughs> and that—that's exactly how it went down. And Constance looks at me and she's like, "What? What happened?" I was like, "I don't know if I can tell you. <laughs> Hang on." I was like. I got to figure out if this is a spoiler or not. So I went back. I had to figure out when Infinity War came out and yeah. when the snap happened. And like, okay. I was like, all right, this shouldn't have been a spoiler. If you'd seen Infinity War, then this wouldn't have been a spoiler for you. It would have been a shock and a surprise. You'd have yeah. been like, oh, shit. Yeah. Not them. Now I don't even know if Paul Rudd died because I'm like, there, there's there got to be another one where Paul Rudd jumps out of the van and goes, now I got to figure out how to work this thing. To get Ant-Man Jr. back. Because obviously Ant-Man Jr. didn't die. So Ant-Man Jr. didn't get uh, killed in the snap. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, well, if you'd seen Endgame, you would know. And I'm like, I haven't seen Endgame yet. And I know it's been two weeks. but And maybe I should have it spoiled for me. But now I want to know. I'm like, did Ant-Man Jr. make it out? Did Paul Rudd make it out? Ugh. But anyway, I could see, like, it's all coming together for me. Like, watching that movie... I think you might have told me this at one point. Like, if you watch that movie, you'll get it. And I was like, I don't know how watching some movie about super tiny people. It's like, it just seemed like really, like before I saw the movie, like as a non-comic book guy, I just remember thinking, really? Ant-Man and the Wasp? It sounds <laughs> like, it's like Laurel and Hardy. Like, this is the movie that's going to do it for me. And like, after watching it, I'm just like, holy shit. Wow. And now, now I'm like pulling for like, who makes it out? Who, who lives? Who dies? You know, <laughs> get your, get your um, ass to a matinee, man. Break your, break your two movies a year rule to get yourself to a matinee. And then they do that. They do this thing that I love about movies, like any movie, superhero movie, war movie. I don't care what kind of movie. Like, so, so here's how the, here's how it went down. I'll just tell you in real time how this went down. So I was like, well, okay, I got to figure out, like, like I had to go to the bathroom. Like I knew to stick around after the credits. Right. I know enough. Like you've, <laughs> you've educated me enough that I knew I had to stick around. Like, don't, don't just immediately stop watching the movie. Right. Right. Never do that. So, so it gets through that part. Right. And, um, so I'm like, Whoa, Oh my God. I don't know what happened. Right. And so I was like, okay, I don't know if I can tell you, I don't know, but I gotta go to the bathroom when I come back, I got to figure this out. It has to do with Infinity War and Endgame and all this, but I'll figure out if I can tell you, <laughs> if you want me to tell you, whatever, but I got to go to the bathroom. All right, so I go to the bathroom. And I, I'm doing my research, you know, as I do. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I'm very, uh, I'm very experienced at doing research in the bathroom. <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's just put it that way. I know how to research. I know how to research in the bathroom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. So I find out, I'm like, oh, yeah. It, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp came out after Infinity yeah. War. Right? According to my yes. research. And uh, so I'll just ask her. I'll just be like, I mean, do you want me to tell you what happens in Infinity War that everybody's talking about, the glove and all that stuff? And that, and I'll just ask her about that. And I, but let me finish reading this article because I'm not quite done, you know, researching yet and uh so i finished reading the article and it's like it starts talking about what happens 
Like it, it goes, experienced Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, goers know that you don't get out of your seat, <laughs> you know, because there's, and it talks about the mid-credit, uh, whatever it's called, the mid-credit uh, scene, right? And then in the post-credit yeah. scene, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I guess I'm not experienced enough. Post-credit, I was like, there's another? <laughs> so I go running back to the living room and I was like, apparently there's another scene that I left too early to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw it. I was like, oh, you know more than I do. They, they can't. It's <laughs> like, so play it back, rewind it. We got to go watch it. So we went back and watched it. And it was this thing that I love, which is the emergency broadcast system. Yeah, we've used that on the show a couple of times. Yes. There is nothing like the emergency broadcast system because you know one of two things has happened. Either there's do- they're doing a test, which is most of the time, <laughs> right? Or some shit has gone down. Mm-hmm. All the shit has hit all the fans. That's right. And, uh, you know, they do that at the Ant-Man's house. And then, of course, which just cracked cracked my shit up. Mm-hmm. Of course, they show the giant ant playing the drums. Playing the drums. <laughs> like, well, you know, the giant ant didn't die. Yeah, he's <laughs> he was one of the lucky ones. The giant drum playing ant didn't die. He's probably going to lose an arm or something. Usually the drummer dies, but not in this case. <laughs> but he might lose one of his arms, I guess. But he's not the, he's not the drummer of Def Leppard. <laughs> Right. (laughs) So that whole thing, and for those of you that don't know, I mean, for Christ's sake, figure it out. You know, gauntlet, snap, half the universe dies, including a lot of our superhero friends. Infinity War is on Netflix, by the way. It is, and I I watched most of it. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please go ahead. Yeah. Pretend I didn't say anything. And, you know, Thor's going, what did you do? What did you do? I'm like, well, he, sna- he snapped. You didn't see? What do you mean, what did he do? He snapped his <laughs> fingers. A lot, of, a lot of people are going to die. That's what he did. So, anyway, I thought, first of all, as a family movie, just sitting around with your family, it's adventurous, it's fun, a lot of comedy, a lot of throwing Pez dispensers out the back of a car and hitting it with your... <laughs> Your uh, ray that causes it to get big and knocking people off of motorcycles. <laughs> you know, the kids were telling uh, my in-laws about that part. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> the big Hello <laughs> Kitty Pez Hello dispenser. Kitty Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the ghost, I love the ghost. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I had anything to say, like like there are two things I would have to say that I, that could improve the movie. One is more of the ghost wearing the mask mm-hmm. because there's something about superheroes once they take their mask off like the mystique goes away or maybe it's the super villain mm. superheroes i get it you know you want the superhero to wear them or to take the mask off to make them a regular person you know i don't know once the villain takes the mask off in movies they call it facetime there's no real reason for them to do it they do it so that they get what's called facetime but in the comics, it's like there's no such thing because y'all, you, you know, you know what they look like, and there's no actor wanting his appearance to be seen. But yeah, when the although I will say, once I get more versed in the comic realm, mm-hmm. maybe I'll 
I you know, I'll change my mind because there is something about, you know, I, I think I read it out of order, but I, I read the um, Spider-Man versus uh, the Green Goblin mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of the, not it's sort of the conclusion of their relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a conclusion, I'll say. Yeah, a conclusion. Um, but just getting a sense of how their relationship goes way beyond just being enemies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of get that. It's kind of like knowing who the villain is adds to the depth of the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I get that. But the ghost was awesome. Like not knowing who she was and just being like she was her being able just to like teleport and go through walls and that kind of she thing. She was perfectly maniacally awesome. creepy in her costume. Yes. But you kind of we kind of had to know who she was yeah. for the story to move mm-hmm. forward. The other thing is, and I know why they did it. You and I talked about it, but it was confusing because in the beginning you had Wasp um, Junior was the daughter, and Wasp Senior was the mom, mm-hmm. and then Ant Man's daughter looked a lot like you know Wasp Junior <laughs> from thirty years ago, yeah. and so it was kind of confusing, like to the kids, not to me because I'm super smart, but to my kids. We're kind of like, I know they'll be smart someday, but right now they're kind of dumb. Today is not you know? that day. <laughs> today, someday they'll be smart. Today is not that day. Well, in their defense, they probably weren't paying super close attention. But um, that was kind of confusing. But I think the reason they did it was to to draw the parallels between Wasp Sr. and his, I mean, uh, A-Man Sr., and his daughter, and uh, A-Man Jr., and his daughter, and how they kind of had, you know, similar. One of the things I absolutely loved about that movie is um, the father-daughter dynamic parallel runs through almost every character in the movie. There's so many. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's, like you said, Jr. Sr., uh, all that, and then with Bill Foster and the ghost there's just it's all all over it in there i don't know who bill foster is but i feel like morpheus was kind of a father figure to the ghost bill foster was morpheus i don't know who that other guy is you're talking about but morpheus definitely seemed like a father figure to the ghost that was morpheus so morpheus and bill foster the same person (laughs) yeah another confusing aspect of the show but you know you're the comic book guy so you would get that yeah so. I should have said Lawrence Fishburne or Morpheus. <laughs> is uh is Bill Foster a prominent character in the in the comics? Yes. Bill Foster came along in the early 70s when comics decided that they needed um more than just white superheroes. So for okay. he when he talked about the Goliath project his mm-hmm. he he was Goliath in comics back in the day he had he had hank pym's technology or whatever you want to call it and was using it to be a superhero and yeah hank pym is the the, is uh michael douglas yes yeah all right so you think do you think moving forward um well who knows because because endgame sort of closes a chapter on on a phase yeah. of the 
MCU, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's hard to say, like, moving forward, like, who's the new Ant-Man? What's, you know, who's the new Wasp? Will the, will they, will Michael Douglas be, you know, will Hank Pym continue to figure into the future? Who knows, right? Like, because we're, we're moving on. Yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing to bet money that all of them are just going to be the the ones that survived Endgame are pretty much going to be background characters for a while to let the new characters come forward. Yeah, I guess Hank Prim or whatever his name is didn't survive Ant-Man in the Wasp. Uh, but And I haven't seen Endgame, so I don't know if he was brought back as part of the time travel, whatever. I won't spoil there. it for you. I mean, other than that, I don't have any more thoughts about that movie. What did you think of it? It's one of my favorites for a lot of reasons. The, the primary one being, like I said, all the father-daughter duality and dynamic. Plus, I love I, it, I love size-changing characters because I like the angles that the cameras can do and all that. And all the fun they had with it, like turning that truck into a scooter and, you know, mm-hmm. all that all that fun stuff. And and uh, I would risk the quantum realm and house arrest to rescue Michelle Pfeiffer. I would, I would risk all those things <laughs> with, without even thinking about it. <laughs> the other thing I really loved about it is all of the supporting characters are just fucking quirky. They're just weird. There's yes. something about it, yes. it, right down, right down to the, 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 the your, your mobster bad guy. There's no reason right. for him to be that way. He just is. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, everybody had, everybody was like really, really fleshed out in it, you know? And all their little, their little quirks played, play, actually play into the plot, you know? And I was going to say that it, the amazing thing to me, they weren't just quirky to be quirky. Like they were quirky, mm-hmm. but somehow their quirkiness supported the plot. Yeah, right. Like, why did the gangster guy? Why did he care so much? Yeah, right. Once he figured out he was up against a ghost and people that could get super tiny, it's like, why wouldn't he be like, yeah, fuck it? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, well, like for instance, when they're in it, when they're in the 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 restaurant and. She's flying up in the chandelier, and they're shooting. He's like, "Stop shooting my sick, my whatever antique chandelier!" You know, it's like, oh, yeah. why do you even care right. about that thing? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Is this shooting chandelier? Hey, Marty, is this shooting chandelier day? No, man, hey, Marty, is it super tiny insect day? <laughs> no, man, it ain't super tiny insect day. That's right. That having been said, uh, we may or may not have dropped a, a teaser." about the future this has been episode 197 that much closer to episode 200 don't miss another one in between now and then because you might miss i don't know another teaser about what the future holds i can't wait for ant-man jr ant-man senior wasp jr wasp senior morpheus everybody in the quantum realm morpheus uh the quantum realm uh, the ghost, Antonio Banderas, and Michael Pena. I'm Steve Vincent, and nothing you and just nothing heard you was just true. Was true.
house. You think you know people, and then you don't. Then you wonder, have I met them before? But it doesn't matter. You're just information. That's what we keep inside our heads.